0: To the rambling beard so last week's episode was pretty short um it was pretty uh pretty raw pretty emotional for me and I just i I had to keep it real I had to keep it short but yeah I was I was happy with it this week um definitely have a different different take on things and Not going to talk about the same thing, but just a a whole, whole different attitude this week. So I got a text this morning. Um, Actually, it was a Snapchat. Uh, One of my really, really good friends, him and I were talking, and he said, I don't know if it's your new house or your new job, but you're living and it's great. And that that really that struck a chord in me um I was just like I literally had just taken my pre workout and so i have I have a good you know seven to ten minutes to warm up to get things ready before that before that pre workout kicks in um and then it's then it's go time but so I was I you know, I was sitting there and I was like, God damn, like you know, I did I didn't think that and not not to say that he meant I was bad before, but he just how how I took it and how I'm sure he meant it was you're doing so much better for yourself now than you were, you know, at this time last year. Even though this time last year I was still you know, I was, I was killing it in the gym. I just finished 75 hard about a month prior to this time last year. So I still kind of riding that high, but that's really the only thing I had done. I was still working at my old job. I was still living with one of my, you know, one of my best friends and his family. And it was, you know, while I was there, it was great. Like I I loved, loved being there, but I always kind of felt like I was invading their space, even though they would tell you different. Um, I just, I I felt like I couldn't like be me and, and not to say that, you know, I'm a big partier, but I kind of just hid out in my little suite in the house and, I didn't do much, cause well, fuck, we couldn't do much last year at this time. It Was you know, thanks COVID. But I got to thinking, and I was like, okay, so yeah, new house, yeah, definitely. I you know, I I live alone now. Like I, I have my own space. I do my own thing, and I mean not to say I didn't do my own thing when I was there, but it's just different when. You live by yourself. It just it it gives you a a different sense of I'm not gonna say freedom because that's not the right word, but freedom is the word I'm gonna use because that's the only word I can think of right now. But my first response was yeah, it's definitely the job. Um, I got a new job. I love my job. Uh, it's challenging every single day. It's something different every single day. I learn something every single day still I mean i yeah, I've only been there like six months, so of course I'm still gonna be learning stuff, but it's it's it just the the whole atmosphere that my boss creates is it's one of appreciation and you know he doesn't go more than about a day without telling me that you know he is so grateful for me being there, and he loves seeing how far I've come and you know him and i we're we're pretty similar in our approach on things, so when we're talking about things, we don't have to over explain we don't have to you know, go over things multiple times. Like there, there's been lots of times when we've been talking and he'll, we'll be talking about some report or some metric that we have to come up with a new form for. And he'll be talking and I'll be working on my laptop and I'll do something. He hasn't even explained it yet, but I'll show him and be like, Oh, were you talking about like this? and it's pretty much what he was going to explain before he even explained it and it just it and it works out really well like we work really well together as a team like as a management team you know he oversees um three teams of guys i oversee two teams of guys but that's only on paper like we tell the guys all the time. Like if you don't feel comfortable going to to my boss, come to me and I tell my guys the same thing. Like, hey, if there's something you want to talk about and you want to talk, like and you don't feel comfortable talking to me, go to my boss. Like it's and and we, you know, him and I communicate super 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 good and it's you know, it it's just a it, the the whole atmosphere of the job is it's just better. It's more conducive to growing, not just in the profession, but as a person. Like, I, I don't feel weighted down. I don't feel like just a, a vice coming down on me all the time because there's so much to do. And that's not to say it's not busy. It's busy as shit. But I only have one job. My previous job, I had I had about three or four you know, full time jobs all thrown into an eight hour shift. And on top of that there was there was a whole lot of other things that I did and I would take care of because I could or because I was asked to. And one of my one of my things is I don't ever say no. Like in in a job setting, I don't say no. Um I, you know, was taught at a very young age that no matter what If you get asked to do it, that means they think you can do it and you take on that task and you just, you just do it. You, you find a way to get it done. And that's just, that's how I've, you know, carried out through the, I mean, my entire life is doesn't matter what task is put in front of me. Like I just get it done. So you know the and, and to go back to the you know the appreciation um a lot more managers need to be less focused on you know the performance like the by the numbers. I get that some jobs are very number driven I get that i I don't discount that, but you know the the slightest bit of appreciation can it can propel someone to do great things. It can't you know, just hearing, hey, good job today, or, hey, you did really good on that call, keep it up. You know, they're gonna remember that and they're gonna they're gonna start to take a lot of pride in what they do. And it might be the most meaningless job out there but if they feel like they're appreciated, they're going to take a certain level of pride in it. And when you take a certain level of pride in things, you start to expect a certain level of performance. Well, when you start to do that, you reach that level of performance, and it just it just keeps growing. It just keeps getting a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better until you know you move to the next stage of you know, your job or next step in the company or a new job outside the company that, you know, advances your career. I mean, I tell my guys all the time, like, look, take advantage of the opportunity that you have here to learn all of this different technology and all of these different systems. And the biggest compliment you could give me is take what you're learning here. Take what opportunities that are here and and propel yourself to something new, something bigger, something better. Like I have no, I I have no misconceptions that the guys that I manage will be the guys that I am that I'm managing next year, and the year after that. Some of them, yeah, they're probably gonna stay because I mean it is a good job. It's a fun place to work. It's, you know, my guys only work three days a week. They work three twelves: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they work three days; they have four days off. I mean, you could get a hell of a lot of done—a hell of a lot done—in four days off. Shit, I get a lot done in two days off. So I can't—I can't imagine what I would do if I had four days off. It'd be nuts. I—I I, I mean, I—I I know what I'd do. I'd fucking drive people batshit crazy. So that. that Probably wouldn't be a good thing for me to have four days off. Although I would, I'd like it so I wouldn't have to get up so early to go to the gym on some days, but that's, that's a whole nother podcast. So not only can, you know, a, a manager or a boss or a supervisor or, you know, someone, someone that has some sort of authority, not only can their, you know, their appreciation carry someone. But the people that you have around you can also, you know, help you reach great things. Um, if you surround yourself with people that are like-minded in, you know, any any one of your any one of your life goals, if you surround yourself with people that are just a little bit better than you. If you surround yourself with just good humans, not only will they tell you the truth about things, they will celebrate your victories. They will be there for you when you stumble, when you fall. They're, they're going to be the shoulder that you grab onto. So and the reason I know this is because I have a lot of those people in my life. I mean the the people that I have picked to be in my life they not only are just some of the most intelligent people that I know um and, and not not just book smart but you know they're they're intelligent in their avenue you know some some people have more emotional intelligence some people are i mean flat out just book smart and i could just sit there and listen to them talk because the subject that they are super knowledgeable in is interesting to me and they're much smarter than me at that subject um uh, case in point my tattoo artist he's been tattooing me for 16 years now um we've had a lot of conversations about of a lot of stuff and he is an extremely interesting human being. He has a very unique perspective on things. But he's also a master of his craft. And he's always looking to get better. And not just at tattooing, but at art in general. Like today, I went in and got a tattoo. Um, I got uh, my sleeve finished. So we did some, well, we... He did some work on, you know, the lower part of my sleeve, which was already done. So he just wanted to touch that up, kind of color match it a little bit with or, Yeah. With the, with the new part of the tattoo, because it was kind of faded. It's, you know, four or five years old. So he just wanted to touch that up a little bit. And then we connected the, uh, the big pieces on my upper arm and, the the whole time he's been tattooing me these last 16 years, like he has explained the process. He has explained what he's doing. He explained why he's doing it. But today he had something different and he's always been an artist, not just a tattooer. Like he's an artist. He does watercolor painting. He does oil painting. He's, you know, worked in, you know, um, illustration a little bit of illustration here and there so like he he doesn't just strictly tattoo like he does other shit today i walk in and he's got this board that has been epoxied basically he he covered it with bar top and it has got the most beautiful rose painted and then on one of the leaves it has a white widow it's kind of a negative space uh black widow, but because the background is white, obviously the the uh, spider's going to be white, which he he was he had a razor blade because when he epoxied it, he forgot to put the thing on stilts, so it sat down in the epoxy, and so now he has to make the edges all smooth, but that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is it was something new for him. He had never done anything like that before, and he, you know, wanted to he wanted to push himself to do something different. And those are the kind of people that I like to be around. Those are the the, the people that are good at what they do, but they're not comfortable just staying in that lane. Like I want to be around people that constantly push themselves. I want to be around people that constantly push me. I, I love when someone brings something up that I'm not good at. I, I, I love it. I don't have much of an ego. I do have a little bit of an ego and there are times that i get defensive about things and it when i do get defensive it's it's because i do take a lot of pride in my in anything that i do but when someone comes at me and says you know i'm you're not doing that right like my first instinct is ah, are you sure cuz I've been doing it for a while. So I I never just agree with them. And if they come at me and then say, Okay, here's X, Y, and Z why you're doing it wrong and it it's right the the way they explained it. I'm like, Oh, well, okay. So then guess what? I just learned something new. I learned how to do whatever I wanted to do a little bit better. So I I love that the people I have around me are comfortable enough to tell me when I'm fucking up. I love that the people I have around me push me every day, whether they know they're pushing me or not. I see them on social media or I'll text them or, you know, I'll see them in person and just seeing them or talking to them I I get inspired and I use their energy to help fuel my changes, to help fuel my growth. We might not talk every day. We might not talk every week. But that that little group of people that doesn't change our relationship in the least. Like they're such good humans. They're such good people that you know, if we go a few days, if we go a few weeks without talking, like we can just pick right back up right where we left. And it's, it's fantastic. Like they're not so self-centered that if I get busy doing my stuff, cause Lord knows I'm busy. If I get busy doing my stuff, like they're, they're okay with not talking to me for a while. And I, and same with them. Like I get that. I'm not the center of anyone's universe. I don't want to be the center of anyone's universe. It's not my place to be the center. I I don't see myself like that. That's not a, it's not a good place for me to be, you know, the sole focus of someone. I I don't want that. Like, because if you're solely focused on a single person, like, you're not growing as your own person. Do I want to be important to people? Absolutely. Do I love that people feel like they can come to me and ask me for advice on, you know, working out or advice on motorcycles or advice on tattoos or, you know, advice on beard products? Yes, I love it. But I don't like I, I don't want to be the you know the the sun to someone's solar system like I don't want to be their only you know f- um form of information um I don't it be cuz when you're when you're just staring at someone you know you're you're like in a a tunnel you're just zeroed in and you can't see what's going on around you. And if you don't see what's going on around you, you might miss opportunities. And the last thing that I want is to be the reason someone's not growing. I am always trying to push people to be the best version of themselves. I try to be a better version today than I was yesterday. I wake up every morning and I I don't have a mantra I don't have you know like a a little chant that I say to myself every day but I wake up and I roll out of bed and I you know I I look I kind of look back on what I did the day before and be like okay what what's one thing I can do better today that I did yes than I did yesterday?" And I'll I'll go out and I'll I'll do it. I'll be better. I will, you know, I'll I'll get one more rep in the gym. Or I will, you know, do something a little bit better at work. Or you know, or ride motorcycles. Um you know, for the last couple years I had an issue um with left hand turns when I was in on the outside of the lane. And there's a there's a good reason for that. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was doing a poker run, and for those of you that don't know what a poker run is, I will explain that on an upcoming podcast. So we were on this poker run, a uh, group of guys that I normally ride with, and there was there there was a couple of extra guys that were riding with us, and it was. You know, we were coming back from Cleelum on a road that we've ridden a lot as my little group. Well, one of the guys I ride with almost always rides first. It's just it's, it's just the way we do it. He He rides first, whether we take a wrong turn out by George and end up halfway to Moses Lake before we can turn around, or whether we get right to you know, the brick for tacos on Tuesdays. He leads. It's just that's just our dynamic. He's first, I'm second, and then the rest of the group kind of fills in behind. They they alternate. Um one of the guys he does like to ride last, so he he likes to ride easy. He doesn't like to take the corners as fast, which is fine. It's totally fine. We all get to the same place. We all get to the same place at about the same time. Cause, you know, once we get through There's a couple spots that we ride that, you know, me and the guy that rides first, we we definitely ride faster. Um, But we were riding, and there was a couple extra guys that had joined our little group for the poker run. Cool. The more the merrier. Um, So we take off down this straight stretch, and it's leading up to this. It's a very deceiving corner, and I know of a few guys that have lost their bikes on this corner. It's, it's a little weird double corner. It's marked at, you know, before the first part of the corner as a 40 mile an hour corner on a 50 mile an hour road. The first part of the corner, yes, it's a 40 mile an hour corner. The second part, it should be a 30 mile an hour. Um, so it's a big long straight stretch and then a, not a not a super sharp corner, but definitely a bend in the road. And then you kind of straighten out for a minute, and then there's the, that deceiving second part that is super sharp, but it doesn't look super sharp. So we come bombing down the straight stretch. The guy leading, he always just takes off on that straight stretch. just gone. Just whoom. Okay, later, dude. And when we're riding with our group, we kind of go single file around this corner just so we can all cut the corner, make it a nice, easy corner because we know that it's a nasty corner. Well, the guy that was riding third, he was not a normal part of our group. So he sees the guy taking off, boom, gone. The guy that's riding third, boom, he's gone. Passes me, all right, cool. Have fun, guys. Well, we get to this corner, and the guy that was riding third was trying to get back into formation. And he hit the brakes super hard. And we ended up, instead of me being able to to cut this corner like we normally do, so I was carrying a little bit more speed. Because, I mean, he was he was a half mile ahead of me before we got to this corner. So I I assumed that I was going to be able to cut the corner. Well, he got on his brakes pretty hard and we end up taking the corner side by side. First part of the corner was fine. Second part of the corner, it was, I had to lean super hard. I had to get on my brakes. I had to try to, to make this corner. Well, when I did, I leaned so hard, so fast that my peg saver, which is a, a basically just a bolt that sticks out of the bottom of the pegs to tell you that, Hey, you're, you're leaning far enough. Um, it stuck in the pavement and shot me. It stood my bike straight up and it shot me right off the corner and I bounced through the gravel and off a rock and up a little hill and, you know, I didn't go down. I, you know, safe there, but you know, I mean, it kind of, it, kind of scared me a little bit, a um, little bit more than, I'm not going to say I've ever been scared on a bike, because there's been some other other instances where I was way more scared, um, but ever since then, I I've had issues being on the outside, which I normally ride second when we ride in our group, so I'm always on the outside. Um, with left-hand corners. So with these guys that I ride with, like the one of them, he, he is how I want to ride. Um, most of the time. So I try to emulate what he does when we're, when we're riding, like I'll, I'll watch him. I will, I'll watch him very intently as to when he's shifting, when he's breaking, when he's leaning, how hard he's leaning. And it's a little bit different because he's on the inside. He it, You know, left-hand corners are just easier on the inside. And I know that because when I ride solo, I don't ride on the outside of the lane. I mean, for multiple reasons. But, you know, left-hand corners, I just feel more comfortable on the inside of the corner especially now after a couple of years ago. But because I want to be a better writer when I'm around him, I have really, really pushed myself to work on left-hand corners from the outside. And I'm getting better. It's it's still not as as smooth as it should be, and I still don't, probably hold my lane position as well as I should but it's it's getting better and it's all because of them it's all because of the people I ride with because I want to be better for them because they're all really good riders and I I just it's it's something that's built into my head that I need to be better for them not because of them but for them they deserve someone that that rides as good as they do and you know the the last couple years i haven't and that's that's one place that i you know am, am very thankful for the group of people that i ride with because no one has said anything whether they noticed it or not no one has said anything no one has said hey why don't you ride third so that you're on the inside or you know no one's even made fun of made fun of me. And that's all we do. Like we, we pick at each other all the time. It's great fun, but no one said anything. And I don't know if they don't notice. I don't know if it's because I did have an issue and I did go off the road and they don't want to upset me by bringing it up. But you know what, for whatever reason, no one said anything is it's definitely just a, it's a self-imposed goal. It's a self-imposed you know, thing that I'm doing, you know, for them, it's definitely nothing that they've brought up. So, well, that definitely turned into a little ramble. Um, you know, if you, I'm gonna try and get back on track. I think I might have lost it though. Basically, what what I wanted to end with is, if you surround yourself with good humans if you surround yourself with people that will celebrate your successes rather than be jealous of them, you know it's going to make you a better person. It's going to make it easier for you to grow as a person. And in turn, you're going to help them grow. You know You're going to turn to someone for advice about a certain situation and they're going to give you advice. You're going to get the advice. And if you take that advice and it works, and you become a better person, you know, they're going to look to you for advice on something. And when you give them advice and they turn that situation around, you know, they turn their bad situation around and they grow, like it's just, it's like it's leapfrog. It's just like leapfrog. You you're just climbing the ladder and you know, you're making yourself better by making the people around you better. And it it's a beautiful thing when it when it all works out when there's no ulterior motives, when there's, you know, no gossiping or backstabbing or, you know, any of the other shit that some people do when when it's just purely good human interaction you will grow and become the best version of you possible. And at thirty-two minutes, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys go. You've listened long enough. And in the next couple of weeks I will explain different charity events and one of those is gonna be a poker run. Um so we'll 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 dive back into to that part because a lot of the the good people around me are are club members, are my beard club members, or club members of a different beard club. But those people that I have become very close to in the last year, um, the the amount of charity that they do the amount of giving that they do not just monetarily but the amount of giving that they do is truly inspiring and that that's the next place I want to grow like I I want to do more for more people and I'm surrounding myself with people that do do more for more people and it's it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a process for me to get to their level. It's going to take a lot of work on my part to get to their level, but I want to get to their level and then I want to push them further so that they can push me further. That was another minute and a half. I'm sorry. So, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. As always, stay bearded, stay beautiful, and be your own hero.